What's up, everybody? I'm back, and in today's episode, I have my buddy Andrew Hiltbrand here. Um, I've known Andrew for, I don't know, a while now, probably too long, but uh, <laughs> I just wanted to bring Andrew on, and he's been distributing the Ophion paddles, so I wanted to bring him on and kind of like talk a little paddle action and just maybe maybe some green race action and <laughs> just whatever else happens. What's up, buddy? How's it going, Andrew? Nothing much, Wade. Thanks for having me on for your show. I'm excited to, to answer some questions you may have and maybe go back in some memories that maybe I don't want to encounter. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's always fun. I'm going to start today out with the River Rat. The River Rat. Ooh. This is a brewery out of um, South Carolina. So, yeah, I'm working on a beer sponsor. So, oh, you're working on a beer sponsor? Okay, I got, I got mine in the Green Race Koozie. Atomic Pageantry from Bermari local to Asheville so of course if you live in Asheville you only buy beer in Asheville so cheers well, I yeah cheers to you I I go through Asheville so I always buy some beer in Asheville <laughs> so it has to be a high wire true robber uh yowza wowza street name we gotta get that dude on huh <laughs> yeah. like, you know ins and outs of everything <laughs> oh even better I need somebody to talk more than me I started losing my voice I talked so fucking much over the past few days my voice started going out, so I need to get somebody like him on that will just not shut up. I can just yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, he'll he'll do it for you. All right, well, we'll get him on. Yaza Wowza, if you're out there, buddy, uh, give me a shout. For all you guys listening, Andrew had brought in some some kayak paddles from the great country of Slovenia. It's over there in Eastern Europe. Yeah, what did I say last time? I don't know. One of them damn Vania countries. <laughs> There's like 30 of them that are like, you could you could technically drive to like 30 countries in a day and speak 30 different languages over there. Yeah, you know? absolutely. 100%. <laughs> on a little moped. <laughs> on a moped. <laughs> Carrying all your Ophion paddles. Cruising through like 30 countries in like yeah. two hours. But yeah, tell us a little bit about the, the Ophion paddles. Which one are you using? Which one's your favorite right now? I know. Uh, they're, my favorite. they're all my favorite. <laughs> uh my favorite is the shuriken it's kind of like a foam core blend it's not like a true foam core if you will like the shogun or stikin or double diamond if you will um it's just kind of has like more of the center of the blade has foam on it but it's kind of wrapped in carbon so it's become my favorite paddle especially the blade design it's got a really big vertical spoon for those nice vertical strokes if you you know really want your power but yeah i've been using that one for almost a year now and it's it's holding up strong all carbon but yeah that one's what been was that my one that, what was that one i had on the echoe that day in that carbon 12r that, that was the uh katana all-star that was so the that katana, one is, the big blade yeah yeah dude i like that one 760 square centimeters of surface area it's massive that's like they're pretty much their true creaking river running type paddle blade design if you will so pretty much what everyone likes paddling wise around here is like they like the power of the the sweep stroke and the vertical stroke so the katana large blade is probably yeah. the best option that's for that. similar to like what would you compare that to the powerhouse it's really close to the powerhouse yeah yeah so they actually have a foam core in the blade it's not air core right it's not air it's not air core but their newest blade that they just came out with a couple months ago the Enduro, that one is shaped more like a hybrid blade for like endurance paddling, river running, kind of all around. Um, is that that, that colored one. blade, like is it in yellow? Or yeah, something? so it's it's one of the colored blades with carbon reinforcement in the center using yeah. an Aerex foam core. But that one, I think I've only had like two of them come in the States. And so far, everybody that has them loves them. So I can't really hate it if it, if it sells, you know. Yeah, and so you have them there. 
I, yeah, uh, so I am the U.S. sales and distributor. If you check out the website, you'll find me in my info there. So how many people in the United States? If I include myself, it's 20. So within seven months, I've gotten 20, 20 paddles out the door. No, so how just, many? Um, uh, I, well, that's pretty good. That's a lot of paddles, actually. <laughs> I've been <laughs> seeing them pop up on like videos and stuff. How many other people are distributing on me uh, in the U.S.? Uh, just personally, me. But Endless River Adventures actually is our first dealer uh, in the U.S. to carry Ophion. Uh, right now, we're actually working with Big Adventures, aka Liquid Logic Kayaks. If you're uh-huh. not familiar, uh, they're actually also looking to place an order. Never heard well. of them. <laughs> Never heard of them. <laughs> Anyway, um, so we'll they're looking to place an order this fall. So that's it's really exciting that you know we're creating this this movement to get paddles to everyone out there. I don't know if you know, Warner had some production issues. I don't know if it if it's more kind of like lockdown related. But then what's the because I think Big Adventures used to be a distributor of we, Warner, but it yep. was a really difficult to get them in. Uh, so we placed our preseason order for this year in September of last year and received like a third of the order. And that was just like recreational paddle. It wasn't even whitewater. Um, they sent so, zero whitewater? Wow. See, and you're zero. not the first one. And you're not the first one to tell me that. I talked to like retailers and they're like, oh, dude, we're not getting any Warner paddles. You know, it's crazy because Warner's so damn good. They've yep. been around since the Ice Age. You know, I think a caveman was whacking down trees with Warner with probably an old Warner (laughs) powerhouse, but it's like, for whatever reason, they've just fell off and they, it seems like they're not really like recovering. I don't know. I was at the, I I can tell you, I was at the NOC um, a few weeks ago doing the Cascades and I saw by the NOC and they had a bunch of Warner in stock. I don't know if this is true either, but I think they, Warner's kind of playing favorites. Um, So they're going to take care of you know, obviously NRS, they're going to take care of NOC. They're going to take care of probably Appomattox, uh, CKS, kind of their biggest whitewater players, you know, for other smaller businesses, they might be looking for an alternative. So that's, that's where I was like, dude, I need to do something, you know, like people break their shit all the time. Yeah. And it's like, people go through paddles like once a year, maybe even sooner. So it's like, you know, got to get them something. And it's not like, so I, it's, it's funny that, you know, Werner, like they're still making paddles. Nobody's really getting new ones mm-hmm. if, or they're just hard to find. Um, like even our, our buyer was like, Hey, we're probably not even going to get our Werner order this fall or for next spring. So, I mean, it's like, that's for everyone. So it's kind of up in the air. It's like, all right, well, who's actually going to get paddles in now? Because they just told us that they mm-hmm. might not be able to commit to this fall or next spring. And that's, that's a shame because like you, you know, you use the Adachi and Shogun, right? You had two I did, Premier yeah. Blades and I've used, I've used pretty much all of them too. And I really like the Adachi. It's such a good blade. And the Shogun is just like the most durable all around best blade, given that you might've broke maybe a few of them, but you know, I think three, well, that's more than a few, but three Shoguns, I think one Odachi. I would really, I would relate the Shoguns more to paddling style than manufacturing era from what i've heard maybe there's probably still i don't know from what i heard there's probably still one floating around green somewhere um that one's probably still there i know exactly where it is too (laughs) tell everybody right now where's this shogun at so maybe someone will find if if you really want to find the shogun at this point it's yours um it's actually on the river left cave of triple drop yeah i think it's triple drop it's below it's below sunshine in the run out doing some dumb stuff 
it's kind of like that turtle back move where you you can either boof off the right hand side or kind of ride down the little slide rock there's a little cave on that left hand side splatting and yeah and what it is so for everybody what he's talking about there's a a like a premier plat splat rock right above that yeah is one of the last where everybody splats and plays around it's i didn't know i actually never knew the name of that you you're saying it's like triple drop i think it's called because there's a drop on the right there's a drop on the right there's a drop in the center and then there's one you could do on the far left you can do like a free will off of yeah you're saying ledge how, how did it happen did you was you sliding off the rock there's a nice little like micro eddy in there that researched into the pour over if you will and so on, on a saturday i was like oh hell yeah just like splat up against it turn and then keep doing it again doing it again i was like all right i'm tired then on sunday i got a little bit dicier and just like went up onto it over vert and right in the cave <laughs> and i was like all right well i'm were grabbing my your, dry bag what were you party brat party brat uh, party brat okay. yeah so i grabbed my dry bag because i had my phone and I, maybe my keys i don't remember but definitely my phone and I was like, I'm going to hold on my boat, too, because it knows the way out. And so I just kind of grabbed it, floated out, and the paddle is still in there. So it's not going to move. It's kind of held in there. So if you want to go swim in Have you it, tried to go up there no while release, the water was off? Uh, yes, twice. And yeah. the water was actually on. <laughs> yeah. The water was so, not off. So, so you guys like, right, hear well. this. You guys hear this. Uh, hey, there's a free Shogun, 197. How about this? It ain't a free Shogun. You, you will hook them up with a complete Ophion sticker if they – Sure. <laughs> I'll give you a t-shirt. I got two t-shirts right now. All right. You guys heard that today on the show drive that he will give you a free t-shirt and probably a little bit of merch. If, if you can find his showgun and, and a big high five. Absolutely. So you don't even think it's broken. You think it's fully like, no, I still think it's in there. Wow. There's no way it's broken. I think it's, it was like three or four months old. Like that one. I actually, you're making me almost want to go there and look now. Hey, Offers out there to anyone watching. Now that the green, yeah, go find it. Well, it's pretty much where the trail, the Green River Trail, ends to get to Below Sunshine. Yeah, I know exactly where you're talking about. I was just right there. there. It's just, just go swim. Just swim for it. You got it. And you're, you're saying it's on the far left hand side. River left hand side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's probably offers out there. I'll give you a T-shirt. It might not fit you, but I'll, I'll give you a T-shirt to the closest size. Well, there you go. (laughs) <laughs> well let's see so uh, yeah because you what other paddles have you used like what are, do you still have any paddles left or yeah i've got i mean i still have two burners i keep just for just holding on to um i've got my medium blade katana large blade bent shaft katana and then my shuriken and i've used them i've used all the ophion paddles and i really like them i really like them i mean i just have like I have like three Warners and uh, now I got a Letman. So I'm full on Letman, buddy. So hey, does, <laughs> does Ophion have any type of adjustable blade? They do have an adjustable shaft. They, it's not on the bent shaft models, unfortunately, but it is like the bent shaft models are heavily reinforced in the center. But yeah. the adjustable split system, I think it's for, it's either for like a 194 to 204, like it's, it's intensity or increment. So it's 194, 204. 197, 207, and I think like 200 to 210, I okay. think. What's interesting is when I put them together here, the offsets are already adjusted. So like when I put them together, the offsets are marked. They're not actually set at zero. Yeah, yeah, because but, you actually, you control the manufacturer when he says put them together, because as far as shipping and all that, it's a lot easier to ship the blades and the shaft. And yep. then you just you just get what offset people want. If yep. left-handed, right-handed, you want 40, 90, whatever. And you and will you want set 30, it. Yeah, is the good 
thing about what this partnership that we have going on is that I don't have to pay an import tax because it's not a finished product. So it That's not true. being a finished product, I don't have to pay parts and pieces, import right? Tax. Yeah. Yep. So all I have to to pay for is the shipping, which now that I use a faster shipping service is like five to 10 business days, if that. Yeah. Well, dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. And like I said, I'm starting to see more and more of them come around. And I remember me and you talking about this and definitely, I mean, like you said, people are breaking their shit all the time. And there, I've met people that would buy, they would buy a $150 worn out powerhouse with a blade about this big, if they could find just it. So, yeah. Just, just so, so that you we could have something. something. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine yeah. if you're, if you're like some a paddler and you only have one, one paddle and then it breaks and you're like, you go in there, they were sold out everywhere. It yeah. was impossible to buy. Now it's a little better. I think everything's got a little better. Um, I'm seeing other paddles that coming out. I don't know if you've seen uh, the hardcore paddles. Have you seen those guys? I, I, I've seen one guy. Have I got to one. use one. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember you saying that. I think I, I saw it and I was like, man, that's really interesting, but I don't like Personally, I like bigger blades. I like it is a small blade. That's it's it's round. I'm really keen. Yeah, it reminds really me. Keen. You know what it reminds me of is like what's those pothole those like squirt boat style paddles? Oh, it's very yeah, small yeah. like that, but it, it's it's very smooth and round. And it seems like people are going every time I see a wood paddle. I've never seen a really good wood paddle. And there's a a kayaker there in Asheville, John Keller stout mm-hmm. paddles have you seen any yep. of his stuff he's the yep, first one he's the first one to actually do like an offset top blade on a wooden paddle like an ogachi oh really like a forward blade design yeah i've never seen that in wooden paddle of you huh no i mean i'm not saying it's not out there somebody somebody leave in the comments because every time i say that somebody always like dude they like, they were oh. making those in 1974 in the inuit and they were using them okay whatever but i mean Whale in bones. an actual production i've never yeah. seen a blade forward design and what what he's put up if you guys get a chance go over to stout paddles uh he's there in Asheville, and I've, I've paddled with john a few times and he seems like he's He's pretty good with woodworking. I mean, obviously, his production would not be probably meet the demand if they really took off. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine that if all of a sudden he yeah. got 500 ordered? He'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> and plus having a job. Like, I can't, I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's, it's like every monthly order that I place, I get them within four to six weeks, like four to six weeks, if that, you know, like we had, I had one of my, my April order just kind of disappeared and yeah. wherever Europe, I guess. From yeah. The you can't control that. Yeah. That, yeah. I was like, guys, this is out of my hands, but you know what? They're remaking the order and they're going to ship it through FedEx and we're going to get it here, you know, in six business days. And sure enough, like it showed up in actually five and I was like, dude, thank you. Yeah. Uh, here's your paddles and, you know, take them out on the water. Let me know what you think. But now is there, what is the ultimate thing? Is there something else you want to get going? Do you want to distribute other things or is it just Ophion? I think for the time being, I want to establish like a good market presence with Ophion. I'm currently working on like a business outline and presentation for them. So that way I can kind of communicate to dealers and be like, look, Hey, I'm kind of your sales rep, but kind of not, but distribute them for you. Kind of working on a dealer program right now and doing direct sales. If you know, someone hit me up, be like, all right, yeah, totally. Here you go. But right now my biggest concern is like getting these here because he's been consistent. Quality has been good. And, it's almost hard to beat. Like it's like, I don't, you're, you're right. Because, and, and for you guys that, I don't know if anyone's seen my review video, but the quality of the, 
like I've been, I, I used to work for AT, so I, I'm not, I'm not going to claim that I, you know, I know all about paddles and all that, but I can tell when someone's doing really good with their carbon fiber layup and they're like the way they laminate it and using the right amount of resin, those, and I've always said it when it comes to fiberglass and resin and all that, all of those guys in Estonia, Slovenia, all of those guys, they do really well over there. I don't know what it is. I really have no clue if they're, like I said, I think they're born in a bat of like fiberglass resin over there because it is insane how well they do carbon fiber. I'm very impressed. And it's like carbon fiber and fiberglass in general. And given that it's not, they don't do high production, but they do high quality. And I can yeah. always appreciate that. And that's the same way with like Letman or someone like that, where they don't sell like millions of them and whatever. Look, you got to look at Warner. How many does Warner sell? I mean, they're one of the largest in the world, maybe the largest. Yeah. Also, I mean, I'm only talking whitewater paddle. I know you might say, well, there's a company at Walmart, Propel or whatever. Like Walmart. <laughs> Lifetime. <laughs> Lifetime. <I'll sell> them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm talking about whitewater paddles. I can't think of anyone with a bigger reach than Warner. I mean, we're talking there in Europe, they're in Australia. They're, Dude, they're all, all over the place. Yeah. It's like if you start talking white water crack and be like, yeah, I got a Warner Rio. And you're like, of course yeah, you do. Exactly. Hey, yeah, you, I've been in Mexico and they, they're all using Warner. Yeah, they have Warner. Yeah. They'll have something that maybe somebody from overseas left there or something, a Letman or something like that. Yeah. Have you used any other paddles like Gallisport or anything like that? Cheap I, I, I know have, you haven't used a Letman. I have not. Because used you would own one if you did. I, I don't I don't know I I would be too scared to lose it or too scared to break it <laughs> uh judging um, by uh judging by your track record and the story you yeah. just told me I'd yeah. recommend not buying a 600 dollars yeah. paddle you're not yeah, probably not I I actually still haven't used a Gallisport or a true G power yet I don't, yeah. just could never really get one in my hands like you see all the Potomac paddlers up there yeah, using Gallisport because you know it's all solid they know up there so all in Great Falls. That's it. Yeah, so. and and I don't know how those Gallisport will hold up. One thing that I found out about Ophion too, they felt damn tough. It felt really it, tough. I mean, in I'm some parts of them, their everything breaks. Everything will break. Their their fiberglass looks robust, but it it just feels solid in your hands. It's not like you're like, oh oh wow, this it looks cheap, but it's like it's not. But it feels really good that it's it, you just feel that extra like thickness of material and how much power you get. Well, that's that craftsmanship and layup. And it yeah. goes back because I, I can tell everybody that's listening right now that I have a 14 year old AT uh, super light. And yep. this was when AT was manufactured in, you know, I think Oregon hood river, maybe they were manufactured in Oregon and those guys really controlled their manufacturing. You know, they were probably mm -hmm. smoking a lot of dope and they, their focus was so fine tuned on every fiber being right that it's like, I believe it. Because that, and it shows in the quality and craftsmanship. Now, obviously, a lot of the ATs went to a different manufacturer and the, it changed. But when you get like one guy working overtime doing mm -hmm. one paddle and it, it, they turn out, that's why you get that high quality like that. That's how I felt about Ophion when I used it. I was like, wow, these are very well made. They're very Yeah, well -made. and he, he, you know, he produces a lot of them. I mean, he's got a like pretty strong following in Europe, if you will, because, you know, it's like, Werner's really expensive over there for them. So like they kind of need an alternative and they're kind of, they're there to fulfill it. And so like yeah. now that we're dealing with the supply chain issue on Werner's end, it's like, all right, well, you know, we need someone to fill in this, this gap that we've created. Is it so not was, shocking on how many paddle manufacturers are in? It's kind of shocking. I think it's mind boggling, isn't it? Four, four on top of my head. I mean, that's just the ones that's just like the premier ones we know. Yeah. 
you know, you, you got to look at like Letman, Ophion, um, Select, uh, Robson. They're That's still five. going strong. And those are the ones that kind of pop in my head. I'm sure there's probably 30 more that mm-hmm. like are circulating around out there. And here in the U.S., I guess we're kind of competitive, you know, mm-hmm. with like guys like the hardcore guys. And I message that guy and I think he's just kind of like, I don't know. I think you're doing it for fun. I think when you, when you deal with wood paddles, I think it's a passion project. Yeah. And you don't want 40 or 50 orders because you'll never be able to meet the demand. And you'll, what you'll do, you'll, because you're going to have to like tell people, Oh, I can't get you that paddle to 2025. Could you imagine placing an order and they say, uh, um, you're looking at 2025. I'd be like, uh, yeah. Dude, that's like, that's like boats too. It's like, you want your boat, you want to pre-order it. Oh Yeah. You ordered it in January. It's August now, almost. September. Well, you say boats, but the good thing is Liquid Logic doesn't have that problem because no one's buying their boats. And that's a good hey, problem hey, to have. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> we just changed our directive. All right. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's buying codes and scorches right now. Have you seen any of the codes and scorches? I know you're uh, an alpha guy. For everybody that knows, I am this guy, this guy's, guy. you know, LL. You could, you know, it runs in his veins, so I can't pry him out of an alpha, but he does paddle a lot of different boats. Uh, I have seen the code. I have not seen the Scorch in person yet. Uh, personally, this You're is just out. a personal opinion. You're missing out. The code kind of looks like a mashup of the Phantom and Mamba. That's just my personal opinion. Whoa. So I just I just did a full-on review of the um, the code, and I think it I think it really is. It's really like a high-performance Mamba. Let's be honest. I mean, it's like, yeah. let's, let's be honest what it is. And I have had some experience in, a, in an alpha. I had an alpha for a while. I mean, I know you bitched about it. How long are you going to keep that demo? I had a demo for all you guys that don't know. I, I you know, I, I worked out a deal to get a demo alpha. First, I tried the 90 and the 90 was just massive. They are really, huge. they are really two different huge. boats. And yes. here's the problem. The size of that alpha doesn't the 90 doesn't translate as well as the 75 because I was able to load the tail of the 75 and use it similar to a half slice, which yeah. I think what Pat originally wanted with that boat. Yeah, the uh, the fourth, I think the fourth version of the prototype that I had of the small, it had kind of like a longer brap slender stern, but it kind of had the volume right behind the cockpit. And that thing was just like, it was fast. It was probably the fastest boat I'd ever paddled, but it it was like, dude, we can't have this on the stern. Like, we just—it's just like a better brap with volume. Like, we can't do this. We gotta have something. It was with basically a, a like a swelled up brap all the way through. Yeah, that actually had chines or soft edges. Oh my god, you can't you say people that. With that liquid logic. Yeah, I know. I can't that. say chines because it's like a soft edge. It's like this. It's what not did Pat really say? Like How many? Edge. He said. He, Pat said. To, I think he said it somewhere. He's like, you. You ever seen a fish no. with edges? <laughs> have you have you ever seen a fish no. with edges uh, i i've only seen a sailfish that has a fin i'm sure there's a lot of edges on fish somewhere out there <laughs> uh, probably no but but i get the um the design and i tell you what i think the alpha is one of the most underrated boats out there and i paddled the alpha a lot especially and you're right, the 75 the you se- know like everyone I, boats exactly i agree with you it's the 75 is one of the most underrated boats because I was able at like 180, which I'm a little heavy on it. And I think anyone up to about 210, 220. I, yeah, I'd say like easy, 200. Yeah. Could easily pull that good. boat. And they would be able to utilize that tail more. Yeah. And I just love the bow rocker on how that thing got up there. Obviously, I just got kind of spoiled by edges. And it does have like a soft chine. Yeah. 
Yeah, like a like it's got a soft chine kind of high on it, right? What kind of you got a seventy five and a party brap, right? Those are your two yeah. go tos. Two go tos. That's it. That's pretty much all I need. I mean, I have a stinger still, but you know, let's be real. It's just kind of collecting dust and dirt. Well, it won't. Well, hey, so so on the stinger, are you racing any this year? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't really feel like racing. Yeah. I don't feel like racing. I kind of want to enjoy my falls again because every fall season I get stressed out about race season. It's so stressful it's like, fuck, I never get it? to, I, I never get to like enjoy the Russell fork in a short boat or, you know, I, you know, enjoy... now that you mentioned that, I don't think I can't even remember. Yeah. Yeah. When was the last time I You're had a short like... boat on the Russell fork? <laughs> every time I'm going up there, I'm in a long boat, which long is boat, still, race boat. I get it. It's fun. And I think yeah. last year, last year, Andrew, for, for all of you guys, what right below El Horrendo, there's a good little ender hole. It was like a little mm-hmm. secret ender hole. And Andrew was like, no, I'm telling you, dude, we can take longboats vertical there. And I was yep. like, no way. And <laughs> there, there's a spot right below El Hydraulic. I think it's El Horrendo. And then there's that play hole they call El Hydraulic. And then it's the next kind of flare. You can flare off the rock on the right, or a lot of people just run it in the center. There's a mm-hmm. pocket. There's a pocket for all of you guys. And I'm sure the locals know about this. There's the pocket right there. You can go and plug a longboat. And, I mean, we were getting massive enders, like mm-hmm. popping all the way up and, like, going over on our head. They were going so big. It's just one that I just – I, I tried mm-hmm. it. Not, but that's the only thing like, hey, a longboat was fun yeah. out there. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, we're just pointing downstream. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I agree with you, man. It's like, uh, I do like the Russell Fork race and I know you've raced it a few times. Like when was your last green race? Wasn't that the one where you, I think you got hurt in one of them, didn't you? No, I, I, I don't want to open any, sore, I don't want to put any salt in any wounds here. Now nah, that was, that was years ago now. Uh, so I, my first race was 2014. Oh, yeah, you did 19. 18, 19. I thought you did yeah. Grand Canyon in 19. Yeah. No, I, I only did it in 16, but ni- I think 18 and 19 were my best times, even though they're not. Yeah, yeah, and I think, and then 20, 2020 was pretty much locked down, so, you know, yeah. obviously, you know, John Grace is not going to stop the green race. He, he will have the green race, even if no, he, it's, even it's he has happen. to put up shields. Yeah, he's not going <laughs> to stop the green race, even in 2020. All right, so you don't think you'll race again this year? I, I don't think I will, only because it's like, I'm definitely not in shape to race right now like i should have started in april but that's when we were still high lockdown yeah whatever going on and because of boofers man honestly that's one of my biggest hate rapids i just hate boofers because you can't run the right side anymore it's like the entry of it is like kind of like frankenstein but a lot tighter and you have to do like almost like a hundred degree turn like it's not in a long one see i haven't had a long long boat. boat Yeah, and, and yeah. for people that are listening, they're like, I was on Boofers last week, and I ran it. And then you find out he ran it like in a, you know, a Mamba or a yeah. Nomad or something. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's like eight and a half feet. Yeah. We're working with like 12 and a half And you're feet. working with like a Vanguard or a Stinger. Oh, yeah. you better make sure you don't get pinned on that right rock. <laughs> you're right. You have to turn now and then yeah. wing it all the way over. Uh, the last time I was out there, yeah, I've been running that center. I agree with you. I don't like center boofers. I'm not a fan of it. It just it feels weird to do fast. It almost feels like you kind of have to slow down above it to, in order to get control of the entry. Because it's like if you if you do hit that kind of booth to turn, you're not guaranteed to actually like kind of spread over it. You're just like, all right, well, am I just going to ramp up and go vert, or you know, 
Oh, I've done that. I know exactly what you're talking about. I've done it. I've I've done it in Alpha, and it's it's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Because, because I tried to because all it of that's just like a tree over there. It's yep. sieved out, and if you went like in the gap in the center, but yeah, I'm yeah. saying you know that rock that you're talking about splatting. Sometimes you can boof off of that rock, but then at one one time I went completely vert and almost fell off and went around oh, that that's rock. right. And yeah, I don't know yeah, if you've yeah. looked in there. There's a tree still lodged in there, and it hmm. just looks sieved out. I don't know how somebody hasn't got stuck there yet, haven't got uh, completely fucked up in there. I forgot about that. Everything else is fine. Everything else is fine. It's just that that one that one little rapid called Boofer Consequence. I'm just not. Yeah, and not I'd a fan actually, of. I'd actually thought about. I was like, you know what? If I'm gonna race this year, I might do short boat the whole time. I might pull like because it's just, something we paddle all the time. Just and pull a Nick Troutman, dude. Only paddle short boat. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't know. You know, Nick Troutman's okay with like his manhood, but I don't know if um. If I could, if I could just do a short boat, it would almost be embarrassing in a way. I th- I think even if I won the short boat, I would just like not even accept, not it. even admit it. Yeah, I'd, just not I even would go accept up there. that as a failure, unless I beat like Dane or something in short boat. There it you would go. Be a failure, which he's going to win short boat anyway. But. Absolutely, he'll do three laps and still beat you on the third one. <laughs> hand paddling, uh, <laughs> without C1. hand paddles. C one, yeah, C one, and oh geez, with a That's stick. Right. Yeah, I remember they used to do that. I don't know if they allow you to do like three or four classes. Some people would do like C1 or hand paddles and yep. then short K1, boat. And long. Yeah. That's a lot of hiking if you think about it. I mean, yeah, but paddle those boats out. Yeah, well, usually well, they, nobody realizes that there's a run out below the narrows, by the way. A lot of people forget <laughs> about that. Yeah, there is a long run out below the narrows. And then, and then, especially after you've had about 16 beers and and then you're towing a boat. That has happened to me before. I've got and I've had a good race. I partied, and then I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta, I gotta tow." A, I forgot about. This. I gotta tow a Phantom out of here. And, like, <laughs> and then I'm looking, and everybody's wise. Like, hey, you want to paddle a Phantom? They're like, I don't have any gear on me, dude. I'm like, oh man. You're like, damn it. <laughs> I'm really starting to think maybe I could just leave it in here and hike in here later. <laughs> uh, what else? What else uh, have you got going on? Anything good? You have a YouTube channel. Do you ever upload to it? I, I hardly ever upload to that thing, man. I, I had this great ambition. and He started out kinda, strong, guys. He started out strong. I, I had great ambitions for the YouTube channel, but I just kind of like focused on the Instagram and yeah. just kind of stuck with Instagram and then connected my Facebook account. Well, it's easy because Instagram. So it, pictures are yeah. easy. Let's be honest. Pitch, yeah, pictures, pictures are easy. Pictures are easy because you can fake them and look really cool. Like you could come Absolutely, off a drop, just like and then and then you swam at the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> because if you were on video, you have that picture. You, you got, got the that picture of just styling off a drop or a big free yep. wheel, and it's like, can we see how you landed? It's like, no, oh yeah, I swam at the bottom. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like it's like when you run a waterfall and it's like they swim at the bottom. It's like, does that really count? It's like, I don't know. Does the picture look good? Yes, it does. All right, right totally at counts. the lip. Yep. Right at the lip, you're doing the paddle throw. It doesn't yeah. matter if you just, like, go oververt or not. It's just, like, <laughs> at the lip. You went out to Colorado not too long, a couple of years ago, right? 2019? 2019, yeah. Yeah. I think I was out there. Was that that year? You sh- yep, you were Yeah, there. we did Gore Canyon. Yeah, we I did think Gore, that was our- uh, You guys got Crystal GoPro. or something. No, I don't think we got Crystal. We did the Black Fork of the Clear Creek Canyon or some shit like that. The or- reason I'm bringing this up is because of um, – How's your dry suit? Tell us this story. Can, does this go along? 
It, does this go? Do they get yeah. a free sticker and shirt for this too? No, they, you guys got to listen to this story. Long, this one is long gone. I'm not even worried about this one anymore. So when we were leaving that trip, uh, we were heading out of Denver on whatever that is, I-70, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I'm terrible that road interstate. Out of Denver into Kansas. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, you know, we were just filling up outside of Denver, and you know, I started the drive. This is awesome. So we, we filled up outside of Denver, start driving. It's like you know, six, seven o'clock at night. It's kind of cruising, got this nice thunderstorm rolling in, whatnot, kind of windy. <laughs> cruising along, finish that whole tank, you know, filling up. And I'm I feel like I'm missing something, but I don't I don't think I am. So it was and a I, feeling. I just have like this weird feeling. I was like, I just need to check the gear. I need to check like something. That's, that's funny. And I think it was because I needed to get my GoPro so I could look at some bullshit. Yeah, because you're just we sitting doing. there for like yeah. 18 hours doing nothing. Yeah. I get it. And I was like, you know what? I need to get my GoPro. And I, I started digging. At that point, I had like a kind of like this mesh bag that I had everything in. Or so I thought. I went in there because I put my helmet at the bottom. And I was like, where's my dry suit? It shouldn't what was be the under- dry suit, by the way? What was it? It was a IR Devils Club. So what are those retail? What's MSRP on those? I think like thirteen hundred. Okay, like let's, just, let's just get that out there. But go ahead. So, so a new kayak. Uh, essentially, a new kayak dry suits thirteen hundred bucks. You know, it's no big deal. That thing was new. It was four months old. Um, I know. I remember you told me about it. Yeah. And I was like, dude, no way is my dry suit not in here. And sure enough, it had. It was just, thankfully, it was just my dry suit, not like my union suit and like under thermals and all that. Sweat. Helmet, yeah. Nine stuff, everything. Like nine yards. But yeah, so along I-70 between Denver and Kansas City, there was uh, IR Devils Club dry suit. Kind of and I'm, among guessing, the I'm, gl- I'm guessing you had the cool color, solid jet black. I had solid black, my guy. Yeah. It looked fresh. It looked clean. They're good, they're good dry suits. So, you know, and you had your phone number in your dry suit, right? So who found it would probably call you, right? Uh, <laughs> this no, guy, I, and everybody listen, no. this guy's an Eagle Scout, right? Yeah, so I was not prepared. This is, this is Mr. Preparation. Yeah, I, I normally prepare for everything, but I think I have since realized that I should never keep a dry suit in the back of a truck. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I've had paddles fl- blow out of the back yeah. of a truck and it, it's painful, dude. Yeah. I, I can imagine your, your panic when you were just that, Oh fuck. When you started going through your gear and you was like, it's like, it wasn't there. It's yeah. Gone. And you're like, it was right here when we left Denver. And oh, it, it wasn't like I spread it out. Like I had, like I always roll up my dry suit so I could stuff it better. And I think it had shifted when the gear bag had moved and it must've just caught air enough to just, was it in the boat? Was it in the boat? In the no, it wasn't, it wasn't in a boat. It was in the back of the truck. So like closest to the cab. So where there's less air and yeah, it just so, must've shifted. To- so people that are listening, one thing that paddlers do, I mean, I'm guilty of this too. When we're in the back of a truck, we'll lay the kayaks up kind of like, you know, in a row. And then where the cab comes over, there's less air. So we'll just cram gear down. Now, let's say us more responsible people, we get like a carabiner and we go through everything. Like there's hooks through everything, but a dry suit, there's nowhere to really hook. I guess you could clip the belt. You could try to go through like, oh, that's right. You could try to go through something because the the odds of everything blowing out is almost slim to none. But one little item, like like he said, a a union suit, suit, a, a shoe, a sock or something. But a dry suit might be the worst thing to ever, especially a brand new one. I've got like yeah. a three-year-old, you know, seven-figure dry suit that if it blew out, I would not be happy. 
but it wouldn't be like what happened to you when you yeah. came back and you told me you was like, dude, my dry suit blew out somewhere on I seventy. I was like, oh. yeah, because I, I had got it like in January. So I mean, I literally only had it for like four months, and I was like, all right, well, time to buy yeah. another one. <laughs> so so what I do, I roll up my dry suit and right inside where the uh, where where the Velcro comes over, if you roll it up, I put in big numbers my phone number. So I write my phone number with a, with a black Sharpie marker, because if a paddler finds it, they would post it on like, you know, gear swap. They'd post it everywhere, but that's not who's going to find your dry suit. No, the the no, Kansas road city crew or something <laughs> is who's got your dry suit right now. A little kid somewhere is like, wow, look at, look at what my dad gave me. Look at my spacesuit, dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have not a clue what it is or, or uh, you know, who knows where it went. Devil's but, club. What does this mean? Yeah. But if you would have had like a Sharpie marker, like a, like a silver Sharpie marker, you could have had your phone number in there. And then who knows? You were just some old no, lady. Since, would have called since, you. Yeah. I have uh, since learned that mistake and I now have a bin. I put everything in. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so a bin with a lid and lock it mm -hmm. down and you yep. put stuff on top of it and you know it's not going anywhere. Yeah. No, so I, I've since learned my lesson. Yeah, absolutely. It was very yeah. expensive. <laughs> just like losing paddles. Once again, you would get a free Ophion t-shirt. That's right. How about, I, I, at that point, I'd almost give a free Ophion used paddle for a, th for a brand new dry suit. Maybe. Yeah, if it, if it was still all know, legit, enough, yeah. all the gaskets were still good. Yeah, if everything was there and it looked fucking brand new i'd be like all right well take a powder of your choice i don't even care yeah at that point that would be a good be a good trade-off but you yeah. you since purchased another one right yeah or you got I a have, dry top i have both yeah i've got so. a dry top got a oh shorty. yeah so a lot of people yeah. listen what i do i have a shorty so i don't have dry tops anymore i go straight from shorties to dry suit because i found myself if it's if it's cold enough for a dry top i can probably wear a dry suit anyway and just mm -hmm. lower my layers i have like thin layers i won't use like my union suit i'd use like more like this material more like dry fit material if it's kind of mm -hmm. like like that in between and if it's still kind of warm i'll just wear my coke attack like because it's coke attack gore-tex uh shorty top so i go from shorty to dry suit i don't have a lot of paddlers will go like shorty dry because you probably have all three right I do. Yeah. What do you have? I don't like, really, I mean, even re really use the shorty anymore. I should probably sell it. I mean, I just use a dry suit. What do you got? A nano? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I figured so. Yeah. It's okay. The nano's hey, okay. Hey, man, I, brand loyalty here. Like, ah, they, that's true. He's definitely they got me by the hands. All right. Like, color coordinated brand loyalty and all that. <laughs> well, I would, I would like to talk to you a little bit about the bona fide pedal drive, the P127. I don't know how much sure. you know about it. I, I know, I think I know enough. You know more than. I would say a hundred percent of the pro anglers out there about the bona fide P one twenty seven from the manufacturing uh -huh. side. You might not yes. have used it as much as them, but from the manufacturing side, you definitely know. How's that boat coming along? What do you think about it so far? And um, and, and for you guys that I'm just going to give everybody a little backstory on this. And bona fide was purchased by Big Adventures, and it was relocated to Fletcher, North Carolina, where native hurricane and liquid logic are so bonafide is now molded in the same building as native liquid logic and uh, hurricanes out in warsaw yep and but the the bonafide brand is still going very strong andrew's a uh, well versed on all the brands so i just want to get his opinion of the the bonafide p127 so it's kind of like say this to all the the bonafide people out there it wasn't going to be realistic for us to kind of create this 
modified drop-in system for your 107 or 127. Let's get that out of the way. It, we can't make that modified system. It put too much torque right there where the dry pod goes. Um, but the P127 is meant for the avid 127 lovers to have that option of the pedal drive. Granted, they are two different hull designs, but they are very similar. It does have a lot of storage space in the stern. I think almost as much, if not a little bit more than the 127. 127 paddle edition has a little bit wider of a foot platform for you but to stand. But that makes sense, right? Because right. now you it had to sense. make that whole open console. You had to make that open well to drop mm -hmm. a pedal drive in. And I looked at it and it's like that long. Uh-oh. My lights went off. Yeah, he doesn't pay his bill, by the way. I don't pay my bills. I, I wonder if you have one of those clap-ons. I do have smart lights. I got smart I know, lights. I've seen you pick up your cool phone. How about <laughs> this, guys? He's got, he's got damn Google Assistant turning his mm -hmm. lights on and all that. He can do it from his house. But the, <laughs> back on the, pona, the bona fide, and I've looked at the final version that they had that Hans and Shane was working mm -hmm. on, and I just kind of looked through it. Yeah, it, we, it looked, we've got the mold. I mean, yeah, it's, it looks good. it's in are the they, house. Yeah, so when are these shipping? Are they shipping now? So our, I think our plan is to kind of like finalize all of the smaller components, the thermoform plastics, all of the poured plastics, and all make sure we have all the materials in-house first. Yep. Um, but we plan to be assembling them in probably mid-September to October. And then they probably, realistically, they're not going to be shipping until 2022. Let's, I'm putting that out there. It's, that makes sense. Yeah. It's, because... it's just how it's going to work. Let me, let me explain something to everyone that's listening. And Big Adventures makes almost everything in-house. They have their own injected molded. They have their own thermal forming. They have their own sewing department. They have their own roller molding department. I mean, it's one of the few manufacturers that I can think of off my head that does everything. everything you know, obviously, they order parts and pieces. It could come from yeah. anywhere. It's one of the few manufacturers, and that was one thing that Bonafide kind of pride themselves on with the partnership with Yak Attack, because it was Yak Attack Bonafide, was there was nothing really outsourced. Mm -hmm. When I say outsourced, I mean from overseas or something like that. Right. And that's one thing that when people need to understand, it's like, oh, why, why is this taking so long? Well, you know, you could order like a big batch of it from China or, mm -hmm. you know, wherever and maybe get it, maybe not at this point. Hell, that's a big risk to yeah. order anything <laughs> from China. But it's like uh, the good thing about bon the Bonafide Native uh, Liquid Logic is everything's made in-house. They have a great sewing department that can just knock it out. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of those, that sewing department was a lot from Astral, right? Yeah, so, the, so a lot of, I would say probably like 90% of them are the Astral founding sewn members if you will when they used to be made in actual, and the machinery they, and, the, and the sewing machines yeah yeah the sewing machines as well the, we we bought those whenever they decided to go you know overseas, overseas. yeah um, and I, yeah because astral was 100 percent made there in mills river right uh, no, it's still Asheville. it's Asheville. yeah yep. i was thinking that was mills river but ever astral had a factory yep. an actual factory where they, they made everything it's still the same building that they're in now. The now the they Riverside just Drive. In, though. They used they changed it all to like warehouse spacing, which makes sense. But yeah, so everything's kind of done in-house, even the propel units. Like we we've been trying to get our, I think our biggest holdup right now was like getting propel parts, but I think we've now found a good sustainable, you know, source that way we can get them consistently now. Cause that was holding us up a little bit. Yeah, because like all of, there's, of a, there's a room where all the propels are actually put together 
So yeah. obviously, you know, you're not casting m- machine no. parts there. I mean, let's be realistic. It's not a casting there. It's not got some lady back there, like throwing sand in, in an oven. Sand it's, and <laughs> molten aluminum. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, but all the parts come in and they're manufactured all right there and the quality checked and everything. So that mm-hmm. way that quality is like top notch on the, and because the, the propel drives are really good. To me, it's one of the yeah. best. To me, it's one of the best pedal. And I, I watch, follow social media, like especially during like iCast and all that. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of people like giving bona fide shit on just dropping native parts in there and yeah. all this. And it's like, dude, I don't think a lot of these people realize how hard it is to design a new pedal drive. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at like the Hobie, the Hobie system, it's like that is an engineering feat. I'm not. I am too. It works. And it's if like, you, damn, if you like, showed me that, if I just threw that down on the table and I said, dude, this is going to be your new this. pedal driver. I'd be like, like, what, what in the, the fuck? hell? How it's does it like, work? So people that it's two fans that move independently like that, or like against themselves. It doesn't yeah. even make sense, but it yeah, works. it's an engineering it's, feat, but <laughs> it works yeah, it's like, it's like, it's not, it's not even realistic for us to even design like a new pedal drive system just to fit in one boat. Like, even if like, let's say 10 years from now, like Bonafide has three pedal drives lined up in the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the market. It's like, that's still not even realistic either. That's only three pedal drive boats that's specific for it. It's like later on down the road, when the boat gets discontinued, it's like, now we have to keep those sets apart. It's a lot easier to keep and all sets of parts that way we can exactly. service all the units quickly and have that turnaround and have the parts. I mean, I'm, we're still getting parts in for the 101 units, the first unit ever built for the ultimate. Yeah. You're on the 701, right? We're on the 701s now. Yeah. Yeah. And the 701 has the weed guard. Correct. Weed guard integrated. Yep. Nothing, nothing really changed much with the gearing. Did it change? No, the, the, the gearing ratio stayed the same. Um, what is still, it? 33 to one. I the reason I, the and the reason I know this is because I worked at a company called Confluence that tried to design their <laughs> own pedal drive mm-hmm. and, and it took them and they're just now kind of like refining that helix mm-hmm. drive. Here it is five years later, mm-hmm. dude, five years later, they're finally kind of refining that. And I haven't used that. Hopefully I'll get to like do a review on the recon pedal drive, yeah. but it's like Confluence found out real fast how hard it is to design a pedal drive from the in-house designers and was like, we'll outsource this, we'll do this and this. And they were like, wow, it was a, it was a engineering it's, nightmare. Yeah. yeah. It was I hard. Think we, I think we got kind of lucky when we first designed it. It's like, damn like this thing works backwards too all right well you know run with it we we kind of got the base system down and you know do tweaks here and there every you know every other year every year however funny, you want to do it yeah funny but, story was that so when we when we were doing like the pedal drive we got a hobie we got a um, old town predator and mm-hmm. we got a, a native slayer tent it was the yeah. first one that had it not it, it was a propel drive it's the name of the drive but it was a slayer tent and we went out to a little pond and we were all to, we were given a, like a spreadsheet to give reviews on almost unanimously. One of the best ones I found, I was like, wow, I really like this native drive because one thing it had really good going for it was it was very smooth and it could mm-hmm. go to reverse really quick. And for people that don't know, the Hobie cannot go to reverse. They, they finally fixed it where you could pull a big cord. You had to come to complete stop pull a cord and what it does it switches these fins offset so now the fins are going the opposite way then you pull that cord again it switches on back 
and you're thinking, oh, why is that such a big deal? Well, let me tell you guys, go out paddling, go out peddling something and start to go into a bank or a bunch of briars, an yep. overhanging tree, and let me know how easy it is to stop one of those things. <laughs> a, a Hobie pro angler like I was in. I was in a Hobie pro angler, and I was just hauling ass. You know, I was doing my little pushing, mm -hmm. and I couldn't stop. When you stop paddling, you can't go backwards. It just kind of like, it just rams. Out. Like, all right, you can coast. <laughs> you, you stop when you hit a bank or hit a tree. But with the mm -hmm. propel drive, you guys, you can go forward. And then if I want to stop and go back and I can sit in one spot. And yeah. that was the advantage. So final point here is the fact that they dropped the, the 701 drive down in the bona fide. I knew it was going to happen. I yeah. was like, I know they're not going to design. But I, I'm glad they did. I'm really excited to get one of those on the water and actually see how it handles. You know, that rudder system looks a little um, interesting to me. But you know. it, I will say it, it is interesting, uh, especially with like how, how much surface area that rudder blade has. But I am really intrigued. Uh, I have like actually like used the mechanic. It's really cool. It's got like a spring loaded system mm -hmm. in it to where it's like, all right, well, whoop, it's up. And then it's, it's kind of like how our skeg system works. Yeah. Except on the rudder blade, which yeah, is because this be is nothing, this is nothing secret because it was at ICAST no. and they yeah, didn't it's, walk through. It's out there. What now, it is, so it's it, like expector cord. So they ran specter line through the hull and mm -hmm. it runs through the hull and then it runs through tubing and it drops down and it's spring loaded and it drops down and it's made to hit. If you hit like a log or something, it'll pop up. I'm excited to see uh, how that, how that comes out. Like on a Slayer 10, man, dude, we have sold thousands of those things. There's a ton of, like we still mold the Slayer 10. That boat, wow, that boat is strong, but it's old. so good. It, it's How's so the, good. But then, I mean, so the Slayer Max was kind of supposed to take the place of that, but I don't so think it So the, the 10 Max was kind of, like, kind of supposed to take its place, but I think it's got, like, personally, I think the Slayer 10 Max has too many features for someone who wants the Slayer 10, because I think the Slayer 10 is, like, what everyone's, sure, like, everyone's first pedal drive boat should be. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, competitive priced. It's, you know has some features on it it's you know you could put more features on it if you want but the max 10 is like if you wanted all those features straight from the manufacturer it's like okay like i want the max 10 you but, know one one boat that native dropped here recent that i think is very underrated is that Falcon. i i have one well i actually i should say i have a demo i don't actually have it but i have the demo well i need to do a on water review of that boat because i've been <laughs> trying to and for whatever reason, I don't know if Tyler listens to this shitty ass show right here, but <laughs> I've been, I've been messaging him and I was like, dude, because it's, it's my, it's my kind of like, yeah. it's more my wheelhouse because I, I work with Crescent a lot too. And mm -hmm. I love that premium rec market. And I love the look of that Falcon. Dude, I, I, after I've used it a handful of times now, I think I've had it out on demo like six or seven times. It's good. Um, it's, it's fast. It's really stable. Surprisingly, even standing up, and it's got the the bow storage compartment area is phenomenal. Like it was better than the the first. first I'm so glad that that, that was changed. With yeah, that dude, hatch, me too. dude. And for all it's, of you guys that that have looked up, if you if you want to go look up, you know, I know I know a lot of people listen to this. That you know, we got a lot of whitewater people listening to this. It's like, what in the fuck are they talking? Like, what are they going to go back to yeah, the cool but, stuff? Yeah, it's like, but we'll, I I won't I won't harp on this too much longer. But I'm. You know, me and Andrew both, we, we definitely love just kayaks in general. And this is what we call the premium rec market. And Native made a boat called the Falcon. You know, the early version was, yeah. Yeah, all right. 
But then it was good they, if you were a light. <laughs> when they updated it and redid it, it looks so good. And I'm so impressed by the way that mm-hmm. it's so underrated at a Dude, great price point. I think it's faster than the Max 10. What do you mean? Like, because yeah. I've, I've taken the Max 10 out paddling and the Falcon 11. I think mm-hmm. the Falcon is faster. I would believe it. It looks like it doesn't have a lot of rocker, which that's one thing that that's one thing that interests me when people want to compare it to like the Crescent CK1. It, mm-hmm. Crescent CK1 is a high, it has a really hard progressive rocker. It's mm-hmm. really good. But I think where that Falcon's going to nail it are those lake paddlers and those yeah. people that like, you know, just want to get out on like Lake Lure for a day and just like paddle and have a good time. And if they want to mm-hmm. fish, they, there's fishing options. That's where I think that boat will shine. I don't think it's a good river boat, given it does have soft edges on it. And guys like me and you can make it work. You know, I made like a bona fide work going down the fucking Akoe. And it's like, you can make it work. Yeah, but, it's just not ideal. That's not what an average wreck paddler is going to be able to do. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you got one. You know, <laughs> I'm, glad, yeah, I'm, glad to like, I'm glad you got the demo. Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, I, I don't put a lot of stuff on it or even in it, but even with like, all of my fishing gear, my PFD, mm-hmm. all of like my dry bag full of stuff. That's you got a you wheel know, up in the front. It. By the way, there's a wheel. Yeah, on the got a there's wheel a, on it. So I don't there's have to a carry caster. It. it looks kind of uh, wonky. It looks kind of cheap. It when does, I seen, but it when works. I when I, it's <laughs> funny when I looked at that wheel, I went, "What in the fuck is that? That looks like they took something off a stove." I was like, "It looked like they took something off of like a, like a stove or something." And then I used it. And I was like, wow, that's good. You're like, that, you're surprised at like how well it works. You're like, wow, I'm so dumb, surprised. And, and, and a wheel on the end of the kayak's nothing innovative. I think Feel Free and those guys mm-hmm. have been using, they integrate wheels into their, they actually mold them in. And it's like, they mold like a wheel. Huh. They mold a shape that a oh, wheel gets yeah, a pin right. put in it. Yep. It's, and, and it works extremely well. Mm-hmm. And when I used that Falcon wheel, I was like, wow, dude, that really works well. And the good thing is it goes into brass inserts. So you can take it off and just not use it at all. If you think it looks dumb, because there is a skip plate on it. There is a skip plate on it as well. So yeah, that's well, also nice if you don't feel like I don't running know, your wheel, wheel on which it. I'm yeah. saying leave the wheel on there. Ruin I'm the pro wheel, wheel baby. I'm pro wheel. Yeah, leave, leave the wheel on and then ruin the skid plate. Hashtag, hashtag leave the wheel on. <laughs> hashtag leave the wheel. <laughs> hashtag I still have my wheel. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so the Falcon, yeah, so good job on that. Um, good job on the Native on, on for producing such a good lineup on the Falcon and the Bonafide, the Bonafide P127. Yeah, mm-hmm. so enough about all that, you know, that flat water crap. <laughs> you know, what's in the lineup for Liquid Logic this year, like, Maybe nothing new, but what's what's currently? I know they discontinued the mullet, right? We discontinued the mullet. It was so we're still running remixes. We're still running alphas. The remix comes in three sizes. Three Three sizes. We're we're not running the forty-seven. I don't really count that one. I think they've only molded it a handful of times. That's the very small kids size. The kids one, yeah. Let's see, alphas. Three sizes. Three sizes of the Ripper. I mean, the um. I wish you had a Ripper. That would be really good. (laughs) Three sizes of the remix. You know, and, yeah. and, and, and let's, let's just talk about this. Think about it. The remix has been, is one of the longest running whitewater boats in history right now. If you think about it. 14 years, I think. So that like dagger's not making the RPM. So let's scratch mm-hmm. that. Yep. So who else is making a 14 year old design? And it sells. dude. It's, and it's we, still sell. It's really we, good. Can't keep it in store. Dealers can't keep them in stock. I mean, 
when we delivered our handful of remixes to ERA, they were gone in 24 hours. Is that not crazy when you, when you, that, that shows you like with a design, if you can knock it out of the park and really do a really good design, like the, like the Nomad 8.5 ran like something like 11 yep. years. If you can nail a design like the remix, and that's a little fact that nobody really knows. And I knew that, and you knew that, that the mm-hmm. remix, I'm like, dude, that boat has been around forever. Dude, I had three of them. I owned three separate remixes, and it's just like, all right, well, I love this boat, but I, I really need something to rock her. That's the only thing that I didn't like about it. It's like you really had to be mm-hmm. smart about bow placement and using your boat to carve. It's got that old school rocker, and, but, and it's like that old school, very like long water line, and the rocker mm-hmm. kicks like right at the end. It's mm-hmm. like that. It does have rocker, but it's just a little bit at the tip. Yeah, just yeah, the it, tip, baby's all your rocker. But it's like if you really wanted to like learn how to paddle and like use your edging and like using your stern to load well, that your boat sidewall, will let's teach not say you. edging. Oh yeah, sure. Sidewall. I mean stern <laughs> loading, if you will. Yeah. Will teach you how to paddle that boat and really teach you how to paddle without It's a being classic. Like- that thing's a classic. And what a lot of people, you know, it's run some big drops. I think mm-hmm. Evan Garcia used to paddle like EG. He used to paddle for Liquid Logic, and he ran some insane drops. And in he really liked the bo- the boat because mm-hmm. of the lack of rocker. Yep, the lack of rocker is what helps coming off those big, huge drops. It doesn't want to transition so fast. All these high rocker boats that everybody are talking about, I guarantee you, you won't see a lot of these on big, huge drops. Mm-hmm. They're they're not as safe on those vertical drops. They're they're good at boofing boofing the shit out of everything yeah but high rockered boats are not really good for running big massive waterfalls because when uh-huh. they go under they want to transition so fast the the and that's why the nomad was so good too mm-hmm. the nomad 8.5 it just kind of had like that bull nose to it so it just kind of like when it hit it just kind of pierced the water away yep. from you uh same thing with the jefe series jefe grande was jefe the best too. one yep. out of the, the series and it's like man if you're running waterfalls you're either running the nomad or you're running the jefe yeah, like it was no questions asked. There was nothing else close to it in that time frame. Well, I think that's and and you know the Delta was kind of supposed to be a Hefe kind of replacement. Yeah, it, it was. Were, it, but I, I wouldn't say a replacement. I would say like more like a generate an like update any evolution of the Hefe. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. No, I I can see it. I totally see it. Um, I loved mine when I had it, uh, but I don't think that's where the market was like it was a great design it was good for low volume stuff it was good to push you out of stuff great waterfall boat by the way very soft on the edges very soft Mm -hmm. on the edges turbo soft edges let's talk about the turbo pockets turbo pockets launched me out of silencio when i took it to mexico um but it's just not what the market was doing and it's kind of hurt the delta i think if it would have came out when the nomad came out i think it would have been a really good competitor i do too I think I think the offset of the Alpha, if the Alpha would have came out at the time, the Delta, the, would, Delta the Alpha would be yeah. one of the top boats right now, in my yeah. opinion. The, I mean, it was like where the Alpha fell, I think it was just late to the game, and that's why not a lot. But the people, you've got people that just love the Alpha. They just mm-hmm. can't, can't get enough of it. Yeah, so back to what we were talking about. You got, so the, the remixes come in three sizes. Yep. What else? What else is uh, the Alpha 7590 home slice and party brap we're not really running the brap anymore brap's uh, done thank god i mean it's like if you're gonna buy a brap you might as well buy the party brap and it's like i don't think we should offer the brap anymore i don't personally. i never did personally i never I, did i have i both. say get a remix 
if yeah, you're on you that as side, well. get a remix. Yeah, you, might, you might as well. Um, In my opinion. Also the, the XP series, if you will, uh, 9 and 10. Well, yeah, well, that, so what he's talking about is the, the remix XP, and those things have been around since forever, Dude, those, too. We They're can't great, keep those in stock either. Like, like Grand Canyon type boats. <laughs> yep. They're called Overnighter. You know, those are called crossovers. I think that's the crossover market. You got Dagger's mm-hmm. got the Katana series. Jackson has the Traverse. And Piranha has the Fusions, right? Yeah. Wavesport did one called the Ethos. Ethos. Yeah, yeah, but that's not available anymore, which it actually might be because there's somebody apparently going to be um, distributing Wavesport now. Did you hear about this? I might have heard something, but I Hellbenders don't. Outdoors is getting a container of Wavesports in. Why so, would they? Why yeah, would they do that though? I'm guessing somebody just doesn't like money. And they just like going in the hole. Contain, uh, for everyone that doesn't know, containers are extremely expensive. Ex- we're talking a complete container. And you know what? Like what? five figures. Yeah. Five, like, well, that's the whole container. I mean, yeah. this is going to be Phoenix, Recons, uh, Mobius. Yeah. For an outfitter, that is not easy money. I don't know where this money's coming from, but he's located right there in, what is it, Silva? Or Frank, was it Franklin or Silva? I think it's Silva. Close to I've that never heard. I've never. Heard I've of never him. heard of him. He's a fishing out. He's a fly fishing outdoors. It's called Maybe Hellbend- that's why. Hellbenders Outdoors, and and he posted that he's getting a whole container of. Wave I do sport. remember seeing that. Yep. I do remember seeing that. But and man, I want to. I want to get an on water of that damn Phoenix. Yeah, but I think it when- looks so <laughs> bad. It looks so bad. It it hurts when Tad and Aaron. Was it Aaron Man that used to have one? I had one. It was called the Whip. That's right. And y'all, every one of y'all, like squashed the stern because you yep. said the stern. Tad sucked. loved the boat. He wanted it to be flat. Tad wanted a boat like, um, kind of like the Scorch. That's why he likes the Scorch so much. That he loves sense. that. But he's a sea warner at the time, and he mm-hmm. liked using that tail to turn. And I don't think there's a problem with someone really good like wants a boat, but you got to think of the overall market. Like you were talking about like the first version of the, um, the alpha, you yeah. have to think about the masses. You can't say, Oh, we like it. Yeah. <laughs> and we're able to use a tail and lift it and load it and turn it. But the average consumer is like, Whoa, this tail sucks. <laughs> it's like, and me and you're <laughs> like, no dude. no, dude, use that to stern turn. I can almost stern turn an alpha 75. And I'm like, no, use it for that. Yeah. So it was a boat that Waysport tried called the whip. And it eventually evolved into, so I was working at Confluence at the time. We, we loaded everything and we sent it to a company called Gabo that's in the UK and they're molding all of those molds. That makes sense. Um, Recon, Mobius, Diesel, and Phoenix. It eventually evolved into the Phoenix. And, mm-hmm. oh God, I looked at some pictures of it, but I'm dying to give it a paddle. I'm, I'm really, I just love those goofy looking boats. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you you got to get it like a feel for it and like be like, all right, well, here it is. Like this is what you wanted. Yeah. Diesels after that, handful of recons, handful of Mobiuses and call it a, you know, done deal. Yeah, it's interesting that there's a retailer that's actually doing that. I agree with you. That's not a that's not a cheap endeavor and more power to them. I don't know if it's come through, but I just seen them posting that online and I was like, "Oh, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to try <laughs> out that diesel the um Actually, all three, honestly. I've paddled the diesel, the recon, and the Mobius. I've paddled them. And mm-hmm. 
they're just okay. You know, they're just yeah. I I kind of had that feeling too when I paddled the re- well when the recon first came out. That I yeah. paddled an eighty and I was like, dude, this is eighty three. Eighty three. Yeah, eighty three and ninety three. Yeah. There, and what was the smaller? There was a smaller one. I think there was like a seventy nine. The never seventy nine was it never sold, but man, for like someone my size, is like it, perfect. It just, yeah, it was perfect. It was just heavy as shit though. It was like almost seventy pounds. Yeah, and you don't paddle. You don't actually paddle the um the home slice because of the no, size because of the size dude that's yeah. it it's like man i love the outfitting i love the feel of it because i got to test it it's like prelim stages but dude i the it's knee basically a session me, plus no it's bigger than a session plus dude i've well, paddled I mean, a session plus like it's the home slice like knee area volume is just way too big for me it's like Massive. it's just huge it's because huge. you have a session i had a session yeah I you just it. don't paddle slicey boat enough to keep it right yeah yeah i i mean i was like you know what if someone else really wants this i'll sell it to them you know that's how i felt i had like three super egos <laughs> at one point and, I was, and you're like okay here you go yeah you get to that i know exactly what you're talking to you're like if someone else really wants this you know a mm-hmm. couple hundred three hundred bucks it's in really good shape i paid like 150 for it and outfitted it better i'm like dude yeah. it's yours you know go yeah. ahead it's yours and and i know it's I, i'm sure my super egos are living on because i wasn't paddling them i would only yeah. paddle them just here and there so i think it was the same way with you i'd see you out in that that session just every now and then it just i think last time i had it out was like 2019 yeah and, and then i was like all right done yeah it, it's weird <laughs> ain't it but when you got it you're like oh this is so fun this is awesome i'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna paddle this every day next week i'm yeah. gonna have slice again i'm like yeah okay all right I'm yeah. <laughs> that's that's why it's like home size or not home size uh the party of rap and alpha is like that's the perfect one two punch it, i mean man. technically it's kind of like the rewind and phantom if someone mm-hmm. had a rewinded phantom or for someone had an antics and and nirvana you know every manufacturer ripper uh, ripper and, and, and nine r or scorch you yeah. know it's kind of like every manufacturer has followed that trend and yeah so i kind of see that i kind of see that that's the one two punch well man um i don't know what else we can talk about i think that's pretty much it. that's, that's yeah a your little, little uh, preview show yeah so the preview. premiere sorry. oh yeah my premiere. preview for you yeah. guys who don't know i just released the dagger codes medium on water review so you guys want to see my dagger codes go out and check that out but yeah andrew man i'm gonna let you go i think that's pre- anything else you want to talk about anything you got on your mind uh you know not really just if if you're looking to to buy a paddle uh either hit me up on instagram facebook or email i'm sure we can get that in the description below um or if you go to the Ophion paddles website i'm under the u.s dealers and my email is there as well so you know You'll find a way to contact me. I'm, I'm here. Yeah, and I, I've done a couple reviews on the Ophion. And go to the Ophion website, and you can kind of see all their product line. It's pretty damn good. I can tell mm-hmm. you, guys, I'm not bullshitting you on that. I mean, there's, you know, those Ophion. I don't even own one. I tried to get him to give me one. Then he had this <laughs> stupid idea, like, well, sell five. And you get one. I was like, get the fuck out of here. And so it was <laughs> like, I, I'm like, okay. I, because I have so many paddles, I didn't really need one. But I, I really like the paddle a lot. And if I was going to... If I was going to buy another paddle, I'd probably buy, you know, personally, I'd buy another Warner, but course, I can't buy Warner. But you can't but get I would, one. An Ophion is a damn good paddle. And so if you guys want, you know, you could easily check Andrew out. Yeah, he he tried YouTube, but he failed. So then um, I failed. Yeah. He, he quit YouTube. So <laughs> I, 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 
this this channel i want to try to push more youtubers out here and try to because i love the youtube content and i love it he does have one it's andrew hiltbrand youtube if you just mm -hmm. do andrew hiltbrand kayak he'll probably come yep, up yep. and we'll you can watch it. his videos from like i don't know 20 years ago pal and a delta v probably yeah man it's I, hey thanks a lot for coming on andrew i appreciate it and if you guys this this will probably be on YouTube first, but it will be on iTunes and Spotify. So if you guys go over there and check the shuttle drive, you can check these uh, podcasts out. So I want to keep this going. But yeah, thanks a lot, Andrew. I'd definitely like to have you back on, and maybe we can yeah, bullshit about some me, more dude. stuff. All right, man. <laughs> totally will. We got. We'll talk right. fishing kites. We'll talk whitewater kites. Whatever you want. Oh yeah, we got to do some more fishing stuff to piss everybody <laughs> off. All right, man. It was nice talking to you. See, you, Andrew.